0: Good morning and welcome to John Frazier's Leadership Journal Reflection number two for the class LDRS 1016. So to begin, um, number one, what are some of the main themes or ideas that stuck with you for modules three and four? So I think um, the kind of overarching idea of both modules that like was leadership requires humanity um and not so much in the sense of you know like the literal sense of um human beings humankind as a species but as a kind of mindset i don't know quite the word um i'm looking for here um but it requires a connection it requires um tenderness and empathy and understanding um, and that's kind of the the gist i guess i would say i got from you know these concepts of storytelling um, and creating community so as a um i have a american indian studies minor um and as we're learning in that class too we're learning about how the importance of storytelling and oral history in indigenous communities and what that means um and what i've noticed is the the closeness the intensity of that connection that arises from those oral histories because you know with the western um, i guess not even western but the the kind of colonizer colonial settler mindset is of um, you know written history written history is important but when we when we have that written history i do feel like we lose a little bit of that humanity a little bit of well, a lot of, a lot of bit, (laughs) excuse me, um, of that humanity that that comes with storytelling, that connection of of sitting face-to-face, you know, and learning and requiring that, and requiring that presence to learn. Because without, you know, without these elders to tell these stories, they would be lost. Um, And so I think, like, with leadership, it's a similar mindset, you know. Um, Without these, without leaders, like... um, showing us the way, showing us how, how things can be better, um, through their storytelling, building these communities with us, um, through their storytelling, um, and it also kind of reflects on how building community is so essential for change and for growth, you know, because you can't, one person is not going to change anything alone, that's kind of something that, like, Has been said a lot in this class about finding your team, building your team, um, learning how to function within a team. But it's something that bears repeating. And it's also just that, you know, in order for change to happen, the community has to change. The community that um, we are in right now, the community of Virginia Tech, the community of, you know, uh, the freshman class. the community of Virginia, the community of the United States, the community of North America, the community of the world. It's kind of, in order for true change to take place, there has to be more than one person willing to change and willing to fight for that change. All right, moving on. What emotions did you experience while learning the content in modules three and four? So I think um I think probably the, the the very first kind of emotion that hit me was a little bit of of wistfulness, you know. Um in reading um the, the telling tales article. Um little, a fun fact about me, I attended a high school in Abingdon, Virginia. Um and as part of a program I was in, um we would take a yearly trip to the International Storytelling Festival. And, you know, uh, being there, I kind of, I do long for like the nostalgia of that, the feeling of that trip, but it's also a little bit of wistfulness for, I kind of feel like I missed an opportunity, you know, and learning about, learning about that, the importance of telling stories in this class and the essential, the uh, essentiality, I don't know if that's a word, of, of storytelling to leadership. I kind of wish I had kind of taken a moment to to glean more from the experience than I did um, because of course like when I when I was there I kind of treated it more as like oh this is a fun little distraction from school um, I don't have to go to trade class or, or calculus um, and you know like I would we I would like hang out with my friends we would go to stores um, and get lunch and and it was it was fun but it was also it was interesting to go and listen to the stories, but I do think that like I didn't I didn't quite pay attention, I guess, or or take to heart, internalize the importance of having that festival, the the significance and just kind of power um, of that event. And I think it's also the wh- whistleness does also tie in a little bit with. Um, module four in terms of like community you know i know like it's very hard um especially right now we're in a pandemic it's hard for anyone um living out in through a pandemic to kind of feel like they are a functioning important member of community and i think that it's not necessarily usefulness um but i think that's probably that might be the closest word to it that i can think of right now of kind of Longing for that, longing to be a useful uh, productive positive member of community to kind of to incite change with others um, to make positive changes i do I do long for that and it does it does make me sad that like um, we can't always meet in person. Sometimes it does have its benefits um, because I am an introvert and sometimes i don't I don't necessarily like to be very talkative or I don't really like to um, have people see my face all the time um so it is it does have its benefits but it also had benefits excuse me but it also has its its downsides and the downsides are pretty pretty bad um yeah so moving on so the second emotion i think that i would say I experience is probably pride um or maybe not pride but maybe validation or something like that Um, and that mainly comes from you know, the lesson in module four of like the importance um, and significance of forming communities and why they are so essential in leadership. And you know, in reading like the, the why organize Barack Obama, he says like, you should, you should do, we should do community organizing because it's, a, it's essential, it's vital. You know, it's important work. Um, it really reminded me of like the Teddy Roosevelt quote, um, like the greatest joy um, is working hard at work worth doing. Um, and of course there's the, there's the Parks and Rec quote that kind of changes that a little bit, um, and turns it into, you know, like finding your team and working hard at work worth doing with them, you know, and that kind of combined the two, the two aspects of community organizing is kind of forming that team, but instead of just a team that you hand select it's community, you know, the community is working together to, to form these positive changes to, to make life better, um. Oftentimes, for more than just themselves, and I think uh, the reason I said validation is kind of, you know, I do have a lot of uncertainty about community organizing. Um, I, I'm, I'm aware it does not pay well. Um, I knew that going into it, um, but I'm still very, I'm still very invested um, in pursuing that after college, um, particularly just because of my my lived experience. You know, having grown up around, um, I will side sidebar i really in community organizing i would like to work with indigenous communities um and latin and hispanic communities out west um but it's also a combination of like my lived experience of living in living near those communities in texas um and seeing them when we would take like we would take a lot of road we would take a lot of road trips through like new mexico and driving through um the native american reservations there and kind of seeing the the conditions and then also living in rural rural south rural poverty um here in Appalachia and kind of seeing the kind of suffering that really goes unmentioned and unnoticed a lot of the time um and that really has inspired me to kind of to keep to keep on this track um and and hearing this um from someone who is so high profile although I don't agree um with a lot of things that um Obama did, like the drone strikes and other things like that, but I do think that this this was very um, confirming and validating for me, and I guess this could count um, as a truth or confirming idea, uh, but yeah, and I think also tied in with this is a little bit of joy. Um, I'll throw in a third emotion. I know this is already a very long um, segment, probably longer than I want it to be, but kind of the joy of, of building community of... of of working with others to create change and sometimes that's not always like it does conflict because like I said I'm an introvert um, sometimes I get really exhausted around people I have to exert a lot of energy to be kind of like um, peppy and happy and um, you know open and the energy is worth it um, and there there is a joy from building community but I do counter that with like I do need I do recognize the, the difficulty it, it, it has for me um, sometimes in doing that all right so question three what truths or confirming ideas from modules three and four surfaced for you um so i do have a uh a quote um and it's from the telling tales article Um, And it it is, quote, he notes that the best way to get humans to venture into unknown terrain is to make the terrain familiar and desirable by taking them there first in their imaginations. So, um, I think that, you know, he goes on later further in the article to talk about how, you know, um, how sometimes the most successful ones, as he calls them, are like sketchy on the details. But I don't think, I don't really think that, you know, he does, he does admit this caveat a little bit later too, sort of, that, like, the purpose of stories isn't really to lay a plan. You know, it's not to, to say, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. For me, at least, I feel it's always been more about, like, the purpose of stories is to, at least within leadership, is to give people hope. To, to... Help people realize what is possible, what could be, and that really encourages and incites them to strive for that, to do the work necessary, to form these communities necessary, to achieve those end goals. Like especially with the, um, the two speeches he mentions are like "We Shall Fight on the Beaches" and um, "I Have a Dream." Particularly in right "I Have a Dream," uh, Dr. King was really talking about, like, what could be if 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 our nation was kind, if we overcame these hurdles of racism that we're still kind of trying to to overcome um and i i don't think that hope has diminished I think that's really the importance of stories like I have a dream is that they exist forever, and like it really does help us now, especially since we we, are, we still have not overcome um we have still not achieved dr king's dream it really does it continues to give us hope it continues to give us a a drive to work toward um I guess, you know, I'm trying to think of an, an apt analogy here. The the kind of like the the trying to, trying to get over the rainbow, I guess, or reach the pot of gold at the end. But I feel like that's kind of materialistic. I kind of like, you know, trying to get to the other side of the rainbow more. Um, I would also like to talk about, um, you know, like, you know, uh, another quote, excuse me, um, was uh, from the Green and Haines text and it is Amartya Sen, the Nobel Prize winning economist, defined development as freedom. From his perspective, high levels of social and e- economic inequality present obstacles to development because the poor do not have the same opportunities to develop their capacity. Sen argued that development should encompass five different types of freedom, political freedoms, economic facilities, social opportunities, transparency guarantees, and protective security. Um, and this also kind of does this is a very really cool way um, of thinking about development that I really hadn't considered before. And I think that, you know, it's, it's very valid. It's very true. It reminded me of, you know, like the quote we hear very often, especially nowadays of, you know, like striving to form a more perfect union, you know, and still, and it's, it's not necessarily that we will achieve a perfect union ever but that we continue to work towards it, that we continue to develop um, towards that goal in our country. Um, And this was something that really kind of reinforced that and kind of really brought to mind, you know, that development is freedom, you know, achieving the freedom that was promised in the Constitution um, and in the Declaration of Independence that formed our country has not been an easy road and we're still not at the end of it you know like we talk about like the hurdles we've already overcome we've come so far we like uh but like we still have a long ways to go um and this kind of kind of really reminded me of of again why community community forming is important um and why having good leaders um is very important too to help form these communities um and achieve this freedom by developing um community togetherness and community change all right number four what was the most impactful surprise for modules three and four I, okay so i think um the most impactful surprise probably I would say came from module three. Um, and it was really, it was in the podcast and it was a combination of the, of the podcast and the, um, the Ted talk, uh, by Chimamanda Adichie. Um, it was, it was more so like of why it reminded me kind of, or not necessarily reminded, but it helps me realize like why I really chose Virginia tech. Cause like, you know, when people ask me like, why did you come Virginia tech? Um, I usually my answer is oh you know like it was it was close it was close to my my home and like my parents are are kind of elderly and they're not really in good health um and it allows me to kind of commute and go check on them when I need to um I of course like uh, the one the main thing um that kind of drew me to Virginia Tech was um a its commitment to Appalachia um, because I do I do really identify I wasn't born here, but I really do identify with community of Appalachia and I hold it's very important to me. I recognize how very underserved, how overlooked, how abused it has been, um, and still is. And also its uh, second is or B would be like prosum. you know that I may serve. And that was something that like having when I was writing out these applications to colleges, I had probably the best time, know, writing out my Ut prosum, uh questions or little essays in my application and I think that you know to me service has always been the goal of you know I guess not always been but it, it's really right now it's the it's the goal of my life you know that I may serve that I may serve others um, to create a kinder more compassionate more empathetic more caring world um, and that was that was again that was what that those two things are like usually what I tell people. But I think a third um, kind of thing that really made me realize it was how much of Virginia Tech's past is why I chose it as well. Um, and that may sound weird considering <laughs> Virginia Tech's past, because it's not a very uh, nice past. Um, it's really it's rife with um, with racism, segregation. Um, it was founded by multiple former Confederates. Um, But I think, you know, in coming from coming from two areas, you know, um, where for Texas and in Southwest Virginia, where the Confederacy is still very that kind of the the attitude is still very strong. And also having to know, like having to overcome that um, as I grew up coming to kind of to realize that this is wrong and we need to change. We need to grow past this. We need to make amends. And then seeing a school that is so committed to doing that was something that was very, um, I guess, subconsciously enlightening, you know, it's very, it was, it, it drew me to it. Um, And the kind of, the way that the TED talk relates to this is I think the importance of telling, you know, the uncomfortable stories as well as the happy ones um, or the hopeful ones, you know, the, the, the danger of a single story, as she calls it. 'Cause you know, it is it's it's vitally important that we remember Virginia Tech's past, um, and why things the way things were and why we had to change. But it's also important to tell how we changed and how things are now and to continue changing. Um and that, that I guess that's the surprise for me was in that I had not one, I had not realized that before. Um, I guess why I was so drawn to Virginia Tech. That was kind of a new kind of thing, like, oh so um so this is why I was really I chose it. Um but it was really I felt I guess this is kind of a little bit of arrogance and a little bit of um but I kind of felt a little bit personified, you know, in the school because um not to get too personal, but I did have uh, I did have a very um kind of difficult personality, difficult belief system. Um, in elementary and middle school and it was a, it was as a result of um, my upbringing and the environment I was in and I believed some very I believed in practice some very very hurtful things and kind of I did have like an epiphany around I would say probably like maybe eighth grade um, freshman year of high school where I was like wow like I've I i do not really believe these things because I believe them I believe them because I've just been I've been told them. You know, and in searching for my own beliefs, I kind of went the exact opposite direction. Um, and kind of like the spirit of Virginia Tech, kind of like trying to, to not erase the past, but remember it and make amends and build and grow from that um, was very encouraging for me to see. All right. Number five, after engaging with modules three and four, what are you most curious about now? So I think, I think what I'm most curious about um, is, you know, the question, is it possible to form a countrywide or even global community? Um, And how vital, like, are forming these communities or or will this uh, be as we go forward in the future of humanity and life on this earth? You know, how, how how vital is this need that we all that we as a planet you know as a planetary species come together um to kind of build a brighter future than the one that we're currently headed towards you know i'm reminded of climate change but also just more than that like i feel like right now especially this is going to be remembered as a very um particularly Destructive and combative time in humanity's history, despite all the good that is happening and has happened. Um, and I, I really do wonder, like when we talk about communities, we tend to think of of local things, like the people around you, building communities there. Um, but I think it's also important that we kind of acknowledge the need for building a a global community or a countrywide community, where we recognize each other not as like as you know American or or nigerian or russian or or australian or you know whatever it's that we recognize each other as human beings that we are brother and and sister and sibling not because you know we're related or we come from the same the same area or the same background or we identify with the same things but because we are human you know Um, and i think what i'm most curious about is is the of course we do see you know a little bit of that community forming um across borders and with with storytelling particularly literature and stuff like that but i guess what i'm what i'm really interested in is the possibility and the feasibility of can we actually form these these meaningful um proactive and vibrant communities earthwide? you know um and i feel like that's really what we need at this current point in our history um to confront the challenges challenges that we that fa that we face right now and the challenges that are that lie ahead. Um, but yeah. Alright, so what are you discovering about yourself through modules three and four? I think Um, I think one, um, is how much I do love to tell stories and why I love to tell them, you know, um, I really enjoy creative writing. Um, and I recognize it's not quite the same thing as, you know, like oral history and storytelling. Um, but as you can see, I'm not very articulate, um, in talking (laughs) like off the cuff. I do, I do like to have the chance to kind of compose my thoughts and kind of construct a narrative and a story, um myself you know with 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 extra, with um additional time to kind of go back and edit and change things around um and i think in terms of why i like to do that it's like i grew up in a big really big family i'm the youngest of like 12 kids um and one thing i remember one like a very distinct set of memories from my child is having like older siblings particularly like um my sister mary would come and tell stories to me and my um two sisters who are directly above me in the line of succession. Um, she would come and tell us stories and they were like they were literally the best stories oh my gosh um and that really and she's also very um into she attended she attended school here actually um mary fraser but she really kind of um also loves creative writing and like having this this role model for me was very important like growing up because it really it really like ignited a flame within me of like you know i have a voice i have I have a reason to tell stories and I have stories I want to tell um, and I have sadly I've not had much time to work on my creative writing um, but I would like more time um, to do that All right, and then second um, what am I discovering about myself I think I would probably say like maybe why I have always been drawn to community organizing you know and I, I mentioned that a lot earlier I talked about that a lot like why I'm drawn to it why it's because it's necessary it's important you know I want to serve the communities I grew up in, grew up around. Um, And I I think, like, really the maybe the the childhood um, spark was, you know, I remember my first political memory. This is this is a story like I really love to tell is like my first political memory is watching um, John McCain's concession speech on TV um, when I was six years old. And I grew up in a conservative family. Um, but I remember watching it and thinking, like, his, first of all, it's a beautiful speech. I still go back and watch it, even though I don't totally agree with everything John McCain did or was. or, or But it was, it was a very beautiful speech. And kind of this connects to also Barack Obama and learning about, you know, he was also a community organizer, and he did a lot of work in, in Chicago um, and in those communities there. Um, and I think, like, that kind of connection i guess has been a kind of a subconscious um drive uh towards community organizing to kind of create that change to be as um productive and meaningful as they both were although i think objectively one was a little bit better than the other but um but yeah Um, finally, the last one, number seven, how can you put into practice what you learned through modules three and four? So, I think the most obvious way, of course, is you know, I've talked about a, lot, a lot about being a community organizer, probably very annoyed with me by now. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, of course, like utilizing this information in, in community organizing in the future and also just being a, being a good citizen and a good member of the communities I'm in right now um you know being active being positive um talking with others and you know like uh it does i'm going to draw in one last thing one last reference from the material um and the cormac russell TED talk you know like focus on what's strong and not what's wrong within people and communities i can do that it's not necessarily something like oh in the future once i graduate once i get out of here um and really live my life like i can live my life now i can utilize this um now and being a good citizen being a good member um you know telling the stories i want to tell i'm um, using them to give people hope or or to kind of draw attention to the need for change in places um and that's something that like i'm i'm really i really look forward to you know in the future all right so this concludes um my um i'm going to go ahead and just continue talking um <laughs> instead of making an entirely separate clip um but Yeah, this concludes um, my leadership journal reflection number two. Um, I hope you had fun listening to it, um, and I had a lot of fun making it. So thank you. Also, I realize this is going to be turned in on Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. Um, So yeah, see you in class.